Hey y'all, hey. Welcome to Such a Lady and I'm your host Siobhan. If you are tuning in and you're new, get comfortable and welcome to your new toxic family. Yes, I made that decision for you. You are family. If you are a Sal, such a lady, listen, thank you guys for coming back. I pray you guys don't stop. You guys rock. Awesome. Love it. Um, This week, such a lady of the week is Miss Paula Jones. Hey, Miss Paula. Thank you for being our Such a Lady of the Week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being you. Um, And our Such a Lady Business of the Week is Cartoon Logos USA. Um, They make some pretty dope logos. I plan on getting one made. I just can't decide if I want to, you know, do one for Bossed Up Candles or one for, um, you know, Such a Lady or do one for weddings by her faith. I don't know. Or if they can incorporate one all together, you know what? I'm asking them that, but in the meantime, y'all check them out, follow them. Of course, you know, we're going to post them on our page. And if you need a logo, if you just, or if you just got some extra change to spend and you want to see your face in a cartoon figure, listen, they got you. All right. Now let's get to it. But before we get into the toxic love story, one of our sales is having a birthday this week. Yay, happy birthday. And we want to make sure we wish um, Miss Martina, aka Miss Marty Brown, an amazing birthday. I hope you get all the love you deserve. And listen, sis, don't be over there celebrating for one day either, okay? Get all the free birthday stuff you can get. Listen, Google free birthday stuff. Make sure you get all the gets, okay? And don't, listen, celebrate until September. Don't just be out here for one day. You you a big deal. So celebrate till September. Just make sure you chill out on September the 27th because on the 28th, <laughs> listen, <laughs> now, I'm just kidding. Happy birthday, sis. We love you and... Um, we wish you nothing but God's best. Now to the toxic. All right. Every day we make choices and decisions, sometimes good, sometimes bad. But whenever we're making decisions, I don't ever think that we think the outcome will be somebody's life. But in this case, it absolutely was. So let's start at the beginning. Catherine Lineker, Lineker, Lineker. I was practicing this. Listen, y'all. Oh my gosh. Catherine saw a performance called um, My Fair Lady in a drama club. So she went and she saw this and it wasn't just any drama club. It was the Centenary Operatic and Drama Society in England. So it wasn't just any club, okay? Now they had award-winning amateur. This was an this was an award-winning amateur theater company. So it was it was it was a big deal, okay? No, so after Catherine saw this production of My Fair Lady, she decided that she wanted to join the club, and she did. Not only did she join the club, she actually landed a huge role. So she was in this doing her thing, okay? 
And while she was in this club, Catherine met Chris um, Lineker. And the two started dating. And while dating, they found out that they had much more in common than just both of them being at this drama club. They they had so much more in common. And they fell fast and they fell hard. And they would go on and the two would get married and start this beautiful life together. Um, the, t- the two would have two children and Kathy would go on to teach at school. They were really out here family and stuff. Like they was doing the dang thing. I'm proud of them. Now, while Chris is at the theater club, he meets a cast member named Nick Cuppet. The two hit it off and they become fast friends. And it didn't hurt that Nick was married and he and his wife had kids as well. So they didn't have to find babysitters. They would just enjoy nights at each other's house. Um, Taking turns, you know, you do dinner this week, you do dinner this week, you know, just making it work for them. Um, And it was cool because they didn't have to put on pretends because they both had kids you know what I mean and it's it, I don't know if you know how it is but when you don't have kids and you friends with somebody who got kids you feel some type of way because you know your kids be into everything kids just be kidding and they be touching stuff and just 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 touching stuff and when you over somebody's house who ain't got kids and they ain't used to kids touching stuff you always on guard but when you know somebody else got kids listen you be like oh they're broke oh it's okay because you get it they get you and that's how they were now nick's wife jennifer was younger than kathy by about nine years and she definitely felt like she was more prettier (laughs) listen okay sis Nevertheless, the two families would get along and continue to grow closer over the years. They would even take trips together. Now, as highly as Jenny thought of herself, she was never given a leading role. She never landed one. One was never offered to her. For her to think she was this high stuff and for her to think she was as beautiful as she was, Nobody was ever knocking down her door, giving her a leading role. And it was said that she would go out of her way to make other women jealous of her. Mm, right, mean girl. We we don't like that. We don't stand mean girls here. We don't like it at all. So when Jenny wasn't trying to make people jealous with her looks or not being the leading lady, <laughs> she worked as a hairdresser. So remember back earlier in the story when I said that this wasn't just any club, right? And it wasn't. This crew hung out together often. They would like go to the pub and stuff. I I, I don't know. I just want to go to a pub. I want to go. I want to go. So I that that's on my bucket list. I want to go to a pub. I just decided like right now that I, I want to do that. It just sounds so cool. Like, where are you going to the pub? I'm going to hang out at the pub. I like it. I want to do it. Okay, so anyway, so they are going to the pub, and they go on trips to see other performances. On one particular trip, the couple went on together. Jenny told Chris that she wanted him. (laughs) Right? And Chris said he thought it was a bad idea, but he was curious to see what would happen. 
Mm. Chris, should have went with your gut. It was on this trip the two would begin an affair that would last for over 15 months. And this wasn't just any regular affair. <laughs> Listen, y'all, these folks was videotaping it up. And then they had the nerve to be inviting other folks into a bed that wasn't even theirs to be inviting folks into. Okay? But it gets worse. Chris and Jenny had a threesome with Chris's brother. Mary Chris. Kathy's husband, Chris. Yeah, his brother then came over to their house while Kathy is at work. And him and his brother decide that they finna have this threesome with Jenny. And then had the nerve to be over here videotaping it. Because apparently Chris liked reliving the fun from the night before. And Jenny just really liked to do whatever Chris wanted. She just wanted to please him. Now, Jenny and Chris even had a threesome with Jenny's husband, okay, Nick. <laughs> now, Nick states that it did happen. There was a there was a threesome, but he stated that it was an isolated event and that he didn't know that his wife was frolicking around with Chris. He said he didn't know. He said that he knew that that happened, but he didn't know that it was as deep as it was. Now, that alone is a story for another day because why and how did that conversation even come up? You know what I mean? Like, how do you bring up the fact that, hey, do you want to have sex with our married um, neighbor, friend? Like, how did that even happen? But apparently, Jenny being married didn't matter. Kathy being her best friend didn't matter. Her two children didn't matter. Jenny wanted Chris to leave his wife and his kids for her. And she didn't just want him to leave his wife and kids. She wanted him to leave his wife and kids and they was finna run off to Canada together, okay? She had in her mind what was finna go down. But Chris was like, no. Um, Chris was very invested in the relationship with Jenny even to the point of writing a letter telling her that he didn't know what he would do if she wasn't in his life. But Chris was very, 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 very clear on the fact that he wasn't leaving his wife. Like, this is fun. I like it. I like this risque side that I get to be when I'm with you. I like that. I like that I get to be this freak, basically. But don't get it twisted because I'm never going to leave my wife. Jenny didn't like the idea, but if the only way she could be with Chris was to share him with his wife, (laughs) well, stranger things have been done, okay? Chris and Jenny continued this affair, having relations in and everywhere, the salon that Jenny worked at, the pub, the club his house, her house, the Mickey Mouse house, clubhouse. Like, these two was just getting it in wherever they could get it in. Like, good night. And it seems like everybody knew but Catherine. But she did have an idea. One night, she was talking to her husband, and she was like, listen, I think that Jenny got a crush on you. And I I think you need to be careful around her. To which Chris responded, no, she doesn't, you know, knowing 
that not only does this girl have a crush on him, she won't his wife's life. Like she want him to leave her and their kids. And so she just thinking, Hey babe, watch out. Cause you know, the lady down the street, our friend might have the hots for you. Not knowing that, listen, <laughs> she's trying to take you out. Oh my goodness. And Chris never says a word, never says a word. And then I'm wondering, what about the kids? Okay. Where's the kids? Cause it's four, it's four sets of kids. Not four, it's four kids. Where's these kids at? Like, y'all got a lot of time on y'all's hands. I just be wondering. I mean, it ain't my business. I just be wondering where the kids be at. Um, and then I'm also wondering what kind of husband was Nick? Because not only did he say he didn't know Chris and Jenny were messing around, he said he didn't know that she was wanting to leave him and run away to Canada with her lover friend. <laughs> Listen, with friends like these, y'all... Do we even need enemies? Listen. So one day, Jenny gets up, and it's just a normal day for her. She's going to drop the kids off, and she's going to go to the store. She's going to get the, you know, just her normal thing. Pick up some toiletries, get dinner for the day, and that's what she did. So she goes to a local um, grocery store. And she picks up, you know, the tissue. She picks up a bottle. And then she picks up a three-pound knife. After she leaves the grocery store, Jenny doesn't go home. She decides she's going to stop by and see her best friend, Catherine. So when she gets to Catherine's house, Catherine lets her in because, of course, they're friends. They've gone on trips together. You know, they, they've watched each other's kids, their family. So why wouldn't she let her in? So in comes Jenny and Catherine's in the house. And I'm only assuming she's in there holding her baby girl because uh, her oldest daughter's not there. I'm assuming she's off at school, but she's Catherine is at home and she's holding her baby. And all of a sudden, Jenny just starts hitting her with the bottle from the store. Right. Just hitting her like eight or nine times. And eventually, she, Catherine, she gets her off balance. Okay. So when she gets Catherine off balance, Jenny takes a knife and stabs her in the back. The knife that she got from the store. Well, when she goes and stabs her in the back with the knife, the knife breaks. So she don't have nothing. The knife, the knife is gone. The weapon's gone. So then she goes in this lady's kitchen and gets a knife out of her kitchen and continues to stab her to death. Mind you, her baby is there, okay? So not only have you beaten this lady, you've stabbed her and her baby's there. So then after you stab her, you wait around for about two hours, try to clean up as much as you can, and then you call your in-laws. You don't call your parents. You don't even call Catherine's parents. You don't call Chris's parents. You call your husband's parents and tell them that something just happened to your best friend and they need to get over there. So they come over there and they call the police. And when the police get there, Jenny's holding the baby. And she's like, 
somebody just killed my best friend. And so they take the baby out of her hand. And then as soon as they take the baby out of her hand, Jenny just falls out. Like, you know, because the stress is just too much for her. Well, the the paramedic said that he could tell from right then and there that she was lying. He was like, because it was like before she fell, passed out, she like made sure she wasn't going to hurt herself. Like it was very dramatic. He said, he told her to get up. He said, listen, get up and walk to the ambulance so we can check you out. And he said he wasn't being rude. He just knew that she was faking. So they check her out. She's fine. They take her to the police station and the police are like, what the hell happened? And Jenny's like, listen, I was, I stopped by after I left the store to go see my best friend and somebody, not just somebody, a skinhead. This, this, those were her exact words. A 19 year old. I don't know how she knew how old the skinhead was. A 19 year old skinhead came and tried to break in the house and we tried to shut the door, but before we could get the door shut good, he came in and then he started beating Catherine and then he started stabbing her. Why he didn't mess with you, Lord knows. Why he didn't harm the baby, Lord knows. Why was Catherine the only target? These are the questions that the police had because it wasn't making sense. The math wasn't mathing. And so then, of course, the more questions they started asking, the more the story started changing. And they were like, well, we not seeing no shoe prints of, you know, nobody who looked like he was a 19-year-old skinhead in this house. And also, it looked like stuff been cleaned up. And ain't nobody finna come over here and kill somebody and then clean it up, especially not no 19-year-old skinhead. So let's talk about it again. So the more they start talking about it, the more that, Jenny, listen, if if you give somebody too much time, they're going to tell a story. So she starts singing. She's like, okay, what, what had happened was I went over to the house and I was just trying to talk to Catherine. And then she started saying how pretty I was and how popular I was and how thin I was and how jealous she was of me. And then she just pulls this knife out and so then I'm like what's going on so then I slap the knife and when I slap the knife it goes into her back like it's it's not making sense you know what I mean so the police end up arresting her and charging her with you know the murder of Catherine but they don't really know the extent of everything that's going on they they don't know like why did she kill her best friend? Like, how did this even come to this? But they don't know about the sex tapes and they don't know about the threesomes and they don't know about the husbands and the brothers and all that. They don't know about any of that. The only person, which is so sad, that was innocent in this whole story was Catherine. And she was the person who died. Like, that's that's just so sad. She didn't know. And then she even tried to tell her husband, like, hey, babe, listen, I need for you to chill out because somebody's, you know, on the hunt for you. And instead of him being like, you know what, let's have a come to Jesus moment. I've been out here doing some things that I don't want to do. I, I need to stop. But I need to tell you. He didn't do that. Like, there were so, even Nick... Even Nick could have went and said, hey, listen, 
we had this threesome and I know I was wrong and I'm sorry, but you should know that your husband's not the man that you think he is. And I just wanted to let you know that. Like nobody ever gave her the opportunity to say, I want to put up with these shenanigans. They never gave her that opportunity. But then she was the one that had to die. Uh, such a sad, sad, sad story. And then this Jenny girl. This is this is what I'm kind of confused about. So she gets arrested. The story comes out. She goes to trial. On the sixth day of the trial, she decides that she don't want to. She don't want to keep going. She decided that she wants to plead guilty to murder, which. I don't know what you was doing before. I, 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 what, what was you going to tell these people? Because you had already said that you killed her. But I guess she was saying that it was self-defense. And she was looking to get a manslaughter plea. But after that sixth day in trial, she was like, forget it. I'm going to go ahead and take this murder rap. And she did. And she was sentenced to life in jail. And the judge wasn't very kind to her, which the judge did not need to be. He told her she was messy. Like, you did this to this lady who didn't deserve it at all. She didn't deserve to die. She didn't deserve to be away from her children. She didn't deserve any of it. And then Chris is in the back of the courtroom with his parents being quiet. And he's like, well, you know, I didn't think it was going to go this far. He's like, I wanted to end it, but I didn't want to lose my wife. And then Jenny didn't seem like she was really all that mentally stable. So I didn't want her to hurt herself. No, brother, I don't think that's what it was. I think that you was just being selfish. You wanted your cake and you wanted to eat it too. And your wife died because of it. And your children don't have a mama because of it. Um, I don't think, of course, you didn't pull the, the, you didn't, you didn't put the knife in your wife's back, but had you not been sleeping with this woman, then the outcome might've been a lot different. And I think that Jenny, I don't even think she was that in love with, uh, with Chris. I honestly believe that she just wanted him to leave his wife. Because if you think about it, everybody says she was so popular. She thought she was the it girl. And if she wanted something, she was going to have it. Wasn't nobody going to stop her from getting it. And she wanted Chris. And Chris didn't want her like that. And so in her mind, it was a challenge. And so the only thing stopping her was what? Mm. Catherine. So she had to go. But then this is when we be talking about not thinking it all the way through. Because you go over to this lady's house. You kill her. You stay there for about two hours. Then you, in front of her baby though, as a mama, I'm just, was you not even thinking? Because you did this in front of her baby. And so then you wait. And you call your in-laws. Like, I'm just thinking, is she... she? I could believe maybe she do got mental illness problems. And then now I'm not being sarcastic at all because when I'm, I'm saying it out loud and I'm repeating it, it don't make sense. She didn't, how did she think she was going to get away with that? Like she didn't even plan for it. She went to the store. Everything seemed like it was based off of impulse. She didn't try to walk away. She didn't try. And then the said skinhead, like, where'd you pull that out of? I'm just curious to know. But it just seemed like she was just kind of like winging it. 
And then what was going to happen? You thought that after the funeral for Catherine that Chris was just going, y'all was just going to move away to Canada? Who was going to take care of these kids? Yeah, I'm the kids, y'all. I just, well, with the kids, because Jenny's going to be in jail for the rest of her life because that's what she got life without parole. Nick has stated that he just wants to move on with his life and he wants to raise his children to the best of his ability and that's what he's going to do. Um, and then, you know, Chris, he has his two kids and he has to raise them and rest in heaven to Catherine. Again, I'm not going to let it go that she was the innocent one in here. She she didn't she didn't even know. She didn't even know when that girl came over to her house, she had no idea that she was coming there to kill her. She didn't. She opened up the door to her friend. And her friend was the person who took her life in front of her daughter. That 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 is a toxic story. Mm, mm, mm. So listen, if you are in a toxic relationship or if you think your friend is toxic and you think she out here messing with you, go with your gut. Listen, for real, go with your gut. Catherine knew that something was going on. She could, she, she, she should have pressed the issue. But of course, you trust your husband and you don't think he out here for the streets. So you, 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 you give him a little a warning and you say, hey, boo, watch, watch your space, watch your energy. And then she end up dead. I, boy, I tell you what, listen, if you are in a toxic relationship and you don't want to be in that relationship no more, it's okay. You don't have to be. It's okay for you to choose you. It's okay if yesterday you was okay with being in it and today you don't want to be in it no more. It's okay. It's okay. And if you need help getting out, you can always reach out to us here at Such a Lady. We'd be more than happy to get you in touch with the resources you need. Or if you don't want us in your business like that, hey, that's okay. You can always reach out to the National Domestic Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. And look, they keep it anonymous. Ain't nobody got to know your business. But we want you to be safe. We want you to be here. You you matter. You absolutely matter. And we love you. Now, if you are the toxic in the relationship, then listen, we can help you too. Because you don't got to you don't got to stay toxic. You don't. People change every day and you can be one of them. So if you need help, you can always reach out to us or you can reach out to the National Domestic Hotline. I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in to our toxic episode of the week. Meet us over there at our social medias, which is Such a Lady 30 on Instagram and Such a Lady on Facebook. You can email us at Such a Lady True Crime at gmail.com. However, you want to get in touch with us, we here, baby. We here. And we're going to see y'all over there. All right? I love y'all. And don't forget to be great on purpose. If your morning did not start off the way you wanted it to, it's okay. Don't let a bad moment turn into a bad day. Don't milk it, okay? I love you. Be great on purpose. I'll catch you guys here. Same same time, same toxic place. I love you guys. Bye.